0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Elsie's Yoga Class Live and Unplugged Podcast, episode number 81, brought to you by the Elsie's Yoga Class Podcast app for the iPhone and iPod Touch. You can find it in the iTunes App Store for $3.99. Get the app and you get extra content at your fingertips. This week's extra content is the PDF of the class sequence, plus a little video focusing on the supported backbend variation at the end of class of this episode, Supta Virasana with Blocks. That video will also be available for those that don't have the iPhone app in the show notes at Elsie'sYogaCoola.com. But with the iPhone app, it's yours to watch and have and download if you want at the tip of your fingertips. This podcast is also brought to you by the incredible line of organic clothing, Prancing Leopard. The clothes that I'm wearing in the video I just told you about are from them. So if you like them and want to get them yourself, use coupon code EYK at checkout to get 15% off. This code is especially for the Elsie's Yoga Kula people, for you guys for my podcast listeners. You get 15% off if you use coupon code EYK. All right, so this week's class is a powerful level two class. The poses themselves are not complicated. In fact, I don't really do anything that I wouldn't generally teach in a level one class. The thing that makes it powerful is the holding of the poses. They are held for longer periods of time with lots of quiet periods. Designed this way to inspire a deeper level of engagement and building of internal energy. You will need two blocks and a blanket towards the end of class or two blocks and a bolster or perhaps maybe just two blocks for yourself. When we do our restorative, uh, Teeny practice towards the end of class. If you don't have blocks, blankets, bolsters, or anything else like that, don't worry about it. Although nice to do restorative with props, you don't have to have them. You can simply take a very nice and long shavasana at the end of class. Like always, please come by lcsyogakula.com to see the pictures of the class sequence. So if you have any questions, everything is all set up for you. Uh, One last thing before we get into the class. So at lcsyogakula.com, in this episode's show notes, you will see a link to Start by Breathing. This is a program that I'm going to be offering to three to five of you. It includes a month of work with me in video, MP3, and email formats, plus live sessions with me. This is all going to be done remotely. I've designed this program to be all about choosing to deepen your relationship with your breath, our greatest asset. So read about it. The program is in September. You have plenty of time to think about it. Think about that. You get one-on-one, almost one-on-one interaction to deepen your relationship with your breath. It's going to be awesome. So check it out. Please feel free to email me your feedback at eyogaclass at gmail.com or you can call me at 310-651-6238 or leave me a comment at elsseyogacoola.com. Have a lovely day and I hope that you enjoy this class. I'm sure that if I went up to you guys, uh, each and every single one of you guys and asked you um, what you value in your lives, you'd have some pretty, um, pretty incredible things to tell me, at least uh, uh, simple things too, like your family or children if you have them or, you know, things like that, uh, your pets, stuff that absolutely matters to you and you know, we have this, um, these thoughts, you know, when you think about what has meaning to me, what is important to me. We do have these concepts and we actually do uh, um, think about them a lot and um, they sometimes get stuck here. Like, it's like a, we, we think about them a lot. We can tell them from our brain. But in through our days, when you make choices in the day, even the smaller choices, generally, they don't line up with those. I'm saying this because I was uh, listening to this wonderful man speak, not in any way uh, about yoga, (laughs) but about email, actually, about email productivity. And he asked this question, and I thought it was really interesting because he was talking about, you know, he asked that question. He said, what are the things that you find the most important in your day? And if you had some sort of software that could actually came back to you with some sort of graph of the things that you spend the most time in, it would be Facebook. <laughs> you know? Or it would be, you know, some random uh, thing that it might—it might be just pressing buttons on your cell phone. It might be, you know, constantly uh, a TV, a specific TV show, or just pressing buttons on the TV or browsing online, where there are moments that you lose and are disconnected via just a habitual pattern of action in our bodies that we're not connecting to the higher, those higher things that we value in our head. And that's just the one thing. That's just uh, attention, is what he called it. I think in the yogic term, that would be dharana. That would be one-pointed concentration. That would be a level of focus and awareness to the one to the thing that we're working on at that moment, so that we don't leak energy out. John talks about this. My teacher talks about that too, in terms of poses. When you're in poses and you like fidget your fingers or you lift it like you're doing downward facing dog and then you sort of like play the piano with your hands or you're doing downward facing dog and you start to do the stretchy, stretchy, like crack, crack with the neck and do real little. Those are like energy leaks. We build the energy up in our poses, in our practice, and then we can't handle that sometimes. So we do the, oh, I'm just going to stretch out a little bit. And you kind of leak the energy out because it's so much building up. I never thought about it that way. And from then on, I started to cultivate it. The other thing this man was talking about was time and the way that we embody or the way that we step into um, how we manifest the values that we have in our lives inside of the world, inside. And I found myself that what I, I would love to offer to you is something that I've been lacking, is my ability to focus and to be in the moment because I feel the need to be active. I feel the need that I need to be doing things all the time. If I'm nursing my daughter, sometimes I'm like, mm, I wonder if I could read a magazine, or perhaps I could <laughs> I could browse online right now on my cell phone, or maybe I could listen to... Like, I'm constantly thinking about all these other things I could be doing while I should just nurse her. i so bad about that. I'm not losing any time. I'm just being with her. So we're going to take a a half restorative class today, uh, which is why I have you guys do have all these props and we'll see um, how I can uh, figure this out with uh, more people and uh, how to make it the most efficient. So let's go ahead and take a nice tall seat, please. Close your eyes and turn to your breath and just place your hands right to the tops of your thighs. Please let go of any expectations or limitations for the class today and choose to, with every movement that you make in class today, it's like you are planting and nourishing the seed of value, of importance, the things that you choose to uh, give that to. So all of us will have different experiences. And all of us will have different meaning. Take the time to step into your heart. In this wonderful setting where we can, as I joked at the beginning, we could make a fort And you really are. You're really making a little fort on your mat to contain a safe place of study for yourself. Sit up as tall as you can. Lengthen your spine very tall and let your shoulders move back and even press the tips of your ears back a little bit so that they line up right with your heart. Soften your skin in such a way that you begin to expand And you begin to even feel as if you are embedding yourself or mixing with your environment together. From this place of quiet, I would like you to move into downward facing dog for me, please. We're going to hold downward facing dog for three minutes. So take especially the first few minutes of class, even at the first few moments here, as minutes is what we're going to hold, to wiggle around in the way that your body desires to wiggle. So if you would like to stretch yourself out a little bit, please feel free to do that right now, especially at the beginning in the first pose. Let your foundation Be adjusted accordingly to how you view it as optimal. And after you do your wiggling and your shifting and your opening, begin to cultivate more of a sense of steadiness and stillness. Your foundation in this pose is spacious and it actually takes as much distance as it can between arm to arm, foot to foot square space spread the fingers a little bit more and let each finger be nice and wide from one another. Do the same thing with your feet so that they also spread wide. Charge your thighs and press them back a little bit more. What's so beautiful about finding your attention and focusing it into something finding the time to nourish and guide and cultivate what's necessary also requires action so that you actually do what's necessary. So with every inhalation from your hands and from your feet, you're drawing into a beautiful focal point in the back of your heart. In the back of your heart, there's a bright, magnetic light. You fill it up and you pull in. And with your exhales from the back of the heart you lengthen back down in the arms up your back and back through the backs of your thighs. A few more seconds. A few more seconds. Soften your jaw. Please walk your hands back to your feet. For uttanasana, forward fold and pause here. If your hamstrings are fairly tight at this moment, do feel free to bend your knees as necessary, especially at the beginning. And have your fingertips touch the ground. Have your fingertips touch the ground, like go of the back of the neck. Good. Spread the toes. Come back to your breath. Now in that experience that we just had, in that downward facing dog, when did your mind start to travel? Deepen your breath. Soft breath. Slowly walk your hands all the way forward to downward facing dog one more time. Please step your feet together. Root through the inner hands down to the floor. And with your inhalation, lift your right leg up and away from the earth. Lift your right leg up. Spread the back toes. Power up those legs and squeeze them in towards each other. So every part of you is directly in your fort, into the fort of your heart, where you allow yourself to build strength. With your exhale, bend the knee into your chest, step it forward to the top of your mat for a lunge, please, for a lunge. Make sure your back, upper inner thigh rises away from the earth and stretch your heart forward. If at this moment I were to say to you to take your fingertips away from the earth, if I were to have you guys not use your arms, the power of your legs would be such that it would hold you up. So in order to charge into this place, we need to really use the back leg, so press the left thigh up away from the earth a little more, press it up towards the sky, stretch your chest forward more, jaw and face nice and soft. Downward facing dog please, press back. Step your feet together. Spreading those toes, lift your left leg up and away from the earth. And pause. Bend your left leg into your chest, step it forward to the top of your mat. Every pose has a place where, optimally speaking, energy that you guide pulls optimally into and extends back out from, creating something we call balanced action, so that the pose both has a deep sense of integrity and strength, and at the same time, a wonderful level of expansion and freedom. You can tap into these focal points via your breath, So from your feet, with your inhalation, can you pull energy up your legs all the way up into your pelvis. As you exhale from the pelvis, can you now lengthen out through both of your legs and extend out through the torso at the same time. Step forward, please, to the top of your mats. Widen your feet once again so that they're either hip width or possibly a little bit wider. And have your toes be as spacious as they possibly can. Bend your knees. Let your hands touch the earth. And even make sure that your fingertips are as embedded into the ground as your feet are. Still with your knees slightly bent. And I do want you to lift your toes up away from the floor. Good. Can you now shift your weight slightly forward so that the weight comes more towards the front part of your heels as opposed towards the back of your heels? Feel the strength of your calves drawing all the way up to the back of your knees. And then from this place, can you begin to stretch your legs a little bit straighter, rooting the thigh bones back and bowing deeper into your legs. A little bit at a time. Keep the strength in those legs. Those legs are powerful and strong. The heart is softly descending. Bring your hands to your hips, lift your shoulders back, everybody. Root down and rise up from the back of the heart, from the back of the heart. Let's go ahead and take a nice wide stance facing over here towards the beautiful paintings. You're going to turn your right right toes out, left foot in. Nice wide stances. I'm going to do warrior number two. Go ahead and bend that leg. Take your arms out to the sides. Gaze through those fingertips out in front. We're going to be holding some of these poses for longer periods of time with less Let's say anatomical guidance, but more about your willingness to stay focused in that which means something to you and how you can charge that. Are you breathing through the right and left sides of your nostrils equally? Can you feel the right and the left side of your waistline, both long? Do you feel farther forward towards the front plane of the mat or more towards the back? And can you find the plumb line for yourself today? Make sure that you widen your right knee towards the pinky side of the toe and lift the heart up a little bit higher. You may keep your arms out if you choose to or place them to your hips with your inhalation. Stretch your right leg straight and you're going to turn to the opposite side. Turn your right foot in, turn your left foot out. Exhale, Vera Vidrasana number two. are just key places to pay attention to. Making sure that your left foot is facing straight forward and making sure that your knee is tracking and that it's not moving beyond the ankle forward. So you're making that 90 degree angle. Lift up through the heart and everybody bend a little bit deeper into your left leg but lift up through your chest. Soften the edges of your mouth. And breathe into the back body. Breathe to know that you're supported. When we align with the highest, with our highest, we're always supported. Inhale, please stretch your left leg straight. Bring your hands to your hips. Turn your feet facing forward so that your feet are parallel but still nice and wide apart. Lift up through the heart and exhale, bow forward. Release the hands and touch the earth, please. Hold steady. Watch your thoughts. Also watch your eyes and see if looking is taking you deeper inside of yourself into what matters and what's important to you or if it's creating an energy leak. Can you soften the skin of your forehead and even soften your eyelids a little bit? It's like you are seeing the world but everything's a little bit hazy. Press back through your thighs a little more. Stretch your legs straighter. Bring your hands to your hips, lift your shoulders back. Inhale, rise up. Turn your right foot out, left foot in. Parsvakonasana to the right side. You're going to bend that right leg. You can take your form to the top of the thigh and the opposite hand right over your ear. Now if you're a little bit more familiar with this pose and this is okay for you, you're more than welcome to reach to the outside of that leg and take the full pose if that's okay with you. Now part of this is about how you harness your ability to stay deep inside of yourself. How you cultivate that fire to allow you to make the time to take action, always aligning with those things that have meaning to you. And that might take time, and that might take you to step back as opposed to forward. Use your right forearm, if your forearm's on the top of the right thigh, to press the knee towards the pinky side of the toe to open it up. Now everybody turn your belly, your lungs, your heart up towards the sky a little more. Press your head back. Great job, guys. Just a few more seconds here. Hold steady. With great sweetness, inhale, come all the way back up. Turn your right foot in, left foot out, Parsvakonasana, side angle pose. Bend that leg and you can choose again, Form to the top of the thigh or to the outside of the leg, right arm over your ear. Notice if when you go into the poses, you tend to feel really tight and bound up in them, when you're holding them. That possibly means you need to create a little bit more space. Physically, that would be to take your stance a little wider. Energetically, it means allowing your breath to be a little more open. If you feel like you're going to lose your balance and do the splits, that means that you need to create a little bit more steadiness, so your stance should probably be a little bit more narrow. And that means energetically to charge your breath a little bit more powerfully to give you more strength. Inhale, come all the way back up please. Turn both of your feet facing straight ahead so that the legs are parallel. Interlace the hands behind your back, shoulders back, exhale, bow forward with your arms interlaced behind you. Please engage your quadriceps. The more that you engage your quadriceps, whenever you're doing anything that, in, that uh, creates a lengthening in your hamstrings, it actually does it in a more healthy way when you engage your quads. And your quads and your hamstrings work in relationship with one another. So when the quads work, it gives The hamstrings, permission to start to open up a little bit more fully. So work your thighs. Draw energy from your knees all the way up into the pelvis. And then, keeping that engagement, press your thigh bones in, back, and apart more towards the back wall. From the pelvis, lengthen down into the earth and allow your heart to melt deeper towards the floor. Just a couple of more breaths. Root down through the feet. Inhale, rise up. Release those hands. Turn your right foot in, your right foot out, left foot in. We're going to do trikonasana on the right side. So if your hamstrings are a little bit tight, please feel free to use a block. Place it to the outside of your shin. Reach to the outside of that leg and open up. When you place your block, Try placing that block to the outside of your shin, so it's slightly behind your ankle. That's just going to give you a little bit better access to the way that you place your shoulders all the way down to the ground. Travis make sure your right foot is facing a little bit more forward, yeah like that. Good. Everyone press the inner corners of your feet more fully towards the ground and even lift your toes up on the right foot. Roll that energy more towards the, front, the inner corner of your right foot, so the inner heel and the ball of the big toe. Create a deep sense of rooting. Now that you've done that, can you widen your knee towards the pinky side of the toe a little bit more? Now turn your belly, your lungs, your heart up towards the sky a little bit and press your head back. Now, you don't have to look up. You don't have to look up. In fact, if your neck is totally straining, I would love it if you looked straight ahead towards the front, towards the wall here, towards the wall right in front of you. And then, keeping your gaze, looking straight towards the wall in front of you or perhaps towards the back of your friend's head, then draw the top shoulder back, your left shoulder back, and take the left shoulder blade down the back a little bit more. Perfect. Now, without... Looking up, I just want you to press your head back, like you're going to press back into the mirror behind, curl your shoulder blades back more, and now take the tip of the nose to the sky and see if that feels a little bit better. Take your left hand to your left hip, look down to the floor, and you're going to come balancing into Ardha Chandrasana, a half moon pose. You can use that block, take it with you, place it forward, and lift the back leg up and away from the earth. Keep your left hand to your left hip, especially when you're still finding your balance. For those of you who are a little bit more adept at this pose, please feel free to take the full pose, including looking up towards the ceiling. Hold steady and turn to your breath. You have 45 seconds, 45 seconds to hold here. What keeps you up? What keeps you steady? Put that meaning and that value into your right foot into the earth. Use your fingertips on the ground to help you find that balance. Ten more seconds. Breathe. Very, very carefully bend the right knee. Take a big step back behind you and inhale. Come all the way up. Just come up to standing. Bring your hands to your hips and pause. Turn your right foot in, turn your left foot out. And just settle. If your belly's gripping, soften. Let the energy drop down, let it drop. Inhale take your arms up, charge your feet, charge your legs, charge your arms with great care, Trikanasana, triangle pose. As I mentioned before, and I asked you questions, whether or not you felt more bound or whether you found that your body was not as stable. You can always readjust your poses based upon what you feel in the poses. Usually whenever you do feel very, very tight, especially in the hamstrings and in the hips, generally speaking it means that your stance is too narrow which gives you a wonderful sense of security and stability, but you might have to readjust it. And just consider taking a wider stance today and see how that plays out. Squeeze your legs in towards each other and then create then a sense of hugging in. Keeping that, that sense of steadiness. Now scoop your tailbone down and lengthen down out through your legs, out through the torso, and even out through the crown of the head. One more big breath here. Head back, chest nice and open. Hold steady. Please take your right hand to your right hip. Look down to the floor. Bend your left leg and come balancing into your left foot. You can walk your left hand. I think the optimal place to have your left hand onto the ground is about a foot in front of your left foot in about six inches to the left so it's on a little diagonal over towards the left side so that the distance between the hand and the foot is not uh, like three inches, not really close together but there's a little bit more space and that gives you more of an option to find the optimal expression of that foot in the hand as your foundation. Soften the edges of your breath. My philosophy teacher, Douglas Brooks, always says, just as much, so much, which means that you work as hard as necessary, not more than necessary. What is that for you today? 10 more seconds. You can always choose to bring your right hand to your right hip and concentrate simply on your breath and your foundation. Very carefully bend your left leg. Take a wonderful step all the way back. Come up to standing turn both of your toes facing forward i mean both of your feet facing forward bring your hands to your hips lift up through the heart as you place your hands to your hips i want you to press down you literally i want you to press down into the earth so you're guiding the energy to root down more as you do that lift your belly up your chest nice and open and get tall Take a nice deep breath here, exhale, bow forward, and I'm going to give you an option. You can either keep your hands on the ground, and that's perfect, or some of you, if you'd like to, you can grab a hold of your big toes, squeeze your legs in, bend your elbows out to the side, draw your shoulder blades back, and bow forward. Release the crown of the head. Now, part of the reason of me giving you different options is because I want you to move into the place that best serves you. How is your breath? How is your level of awareness and attention and focus? Are you staying sensitive? Everybody, regardless of where your hands are, lift your armpits up a little bit more. Draw the bottom tips of your shoulder blades in. Have those shoulder blades draw your heart more towards the front of your body and then extend from the pelvis down your legs and let your heart just pour into the earth more. Either keep holding your toes or with your hands forward. Inhale, reach your chest to the front of your mat or forward in front of you. And exhale, bow. And we're going to do that just one more time. Inhale forward, reach your chest forward, lengthen. And exhale, please bow back in. Bring your hands to your hips, lift your shoulders back, root down and inhale, rise up. And just pause here in Tadasana, with your hands at your hips, facing straight forward in front of you. Heel toe your feet together please and come to the top of your mat. Please stand on your uh, left foot and bring your right leg up for tree pose. You can at any time either keep your hands right in front of your heart or you can take them up and over your head. Let your inner cheeks soften a bit. Allow yourself the gift of falling out of the pose. As you look outward, in what way does that take you deeper inside of your heart? Very carefully, slowly release. And let's go ahead and switch sides. With deep reverence in your own ability to find steadiness, regardless of what situation. With great honoring, stand onto that opposite foot on your right foot and bring your left leg up and take your time to come back. There's really not going to be a time when we're constantly in balance. The beauty of our lives is that we get a chance to fall. We lose our balance, and in losing it, we find a greater balance when we come back. We grow it, we shift it, we change it. And that requires a deep integrity and a choice to stay and to come back. carefully bring that foot all the way back down towards the earth. Bow forward please, Uttanasana, forward fold. Please step back to plank. any time you may bring your knees down to the ground, especially when you start to use muscles such as your jaw, (laughs) or your eyes, or even your nostrils to do this pose. (laughs) I know that every time that I think of my daughter, she makes me lighter, and she makes me brighter, and she makes me stronger whenever I practice and I get to a pose that's very challenging for me, she embodies my back body. She gives me the strength to stay by me tuning into her, into her face, into her smile, into what she makes me feel. Fill your back body with that. Press your head back and press back your wisdom into that. Then carefully Come down chaturanga and we're going to hold chaturanga here for just a moment, possibly longer than, a little bit longer than usual. Take your shoulders back. One more big breath. Please lay on your belly. Enjoy the earth. Make sure, please, that your thighs are parallel to one another and you point your toes, everybody, and click your toenails down. Let your hands be on the ground here and take the fronts of the shoulders away from the earth. Press down through the feet and inhale, rise up. So let the heart lead the way. Travis, you can step, uh, bring your feet a little bit closer towards one another for me. Even more. Good. That's it. Good. Click your toenails down really, really strong. And even here, squeeze your shins in. Squeeze my legs. That's it. Let the heart soften forward and press the head back a little more. One more breath. That's it. Good. Take your left shoulder back a little more, Travis. Yeah. And exhale. Come all the way back down to the earth. Child's pose, everybody. Press back. Come on to all fours and take your right foot forward for pigeon. Right foot forward for pigeon. So walk your right foot over towards the left side. Come to the outside of your shin. Bring your back knee down to the floor. Squeeze your legs in towards each other. Make sure your back leg is nice and strong. So everyone, let's try this for me today. Tuck your back toes under. And particularly allow your inner ankle to be magnetized towards the center line so it doesn't sickle out to the sides. Squeeze it in towards each other and then bring your forearms down towards the earth. Extend your chest forward. I know that there are a few of us that are fairly, um, a, a little bit more limber. So we can actually take the heart and the chest to the ground. But what I want to offer you today is for you to stay on your forearms and to maintain as much space as you can at the top of the right side of your waistline and the top of your thigh. So, usually, just bringing yourself up onto the forearms, breathing into the back of your kidneys, lifting up and taking the right hip back will do that for you. Good. Now... Once the back body is that full, just let the heart soften down to the earth, but keep that space. I do know that this is one of the hardest poses to stay in without fidgeting. Because when you are engaged in this pose, it's challenging. When you become um, a sleeping pigeon in this pose, it's a little bit easier to stay in it. May we choose to be awake. G- How are you doing, sweet lady? <laughs> Pinky sides of the foot down a little bit. Perfect. I'm just going to adjust you back here so it feels. Everybody, please walk your left knee back a couple of inches. Re engage and pull back to the center, and pause here. Please come on up, downward facing dog, please. See how still you can make that downward facing dog as you press back. See how you can make your foundation, your hands and your feet become ever steadier and strong. You're building up a lot of energy right now. A lot of prana is moving through your body. There's a lot of focus. Strengthen your inner body by remaining still. Please step your left foot forward to the top of your mat for pigeon. Walk your left foot over towards the right side. Come to the outside of your shin. Tuck your back toes under. Fire your legs up pretty, pretty strong as you draw in. And then make an offering and bring your forearms down to the floor. So your legs are a reflection of a deep commitment. Your legs are participating in a way that is, is pretty active and strong. Your upper body and even your outer body is an expression of a deep offering. It's like you're giving that commitment, that strength as a gift to that which you value. This is a beautiful time to cultivate your breath and even become like a little detective to see if your inhale or your exhale is stronger at this moment. To notice if your breath is staying just in your chest or is it traveling all the way down to your pelvis. Is it staying specifically through the front body? Can you feel it all the way to the back body, to the bottom parts of your rib cage, to the back of your lungs, to the back of your neck, all the way to your skull, your brain? Please scoot your right knee back a couple of inches. Pull back to center and come back to a place of softness. Please come all the way back up and carefully move back to downward facing dog. Extend back through your inner thighs and your inner feet. Lengthen back as widely as you can find space and opening. Come down to your hands and your knees for me. Bring your thigh bones together. Tuck your toes under behind you. Tuck your toes under behind you. If this is going to be a little bit too much for your toes, please feel free to point your toes so you don't have to keep them tucked like that. You can do, um, this is just one of the options that I'm giving you. Another option would be just to point your feet and go ahead and sit back onto your heels. So you can also do that. Tuck your toes under. Go ahead and sit back onto your heels. Reach underneath your bum, regardless of what uh, choice you've made. And settle back. Take your hands right to the tops of your thighs. Lift your head up and close your eyes. Whether or not you have your toes tucked or you're in Vajrasana with the tops of the feet down towards the ground, I do want you to squeeze your inner ankles closer towards one another. And especially try to do your best to fan your pinky toe out to the sides. And you can shift positions if tucking your toes is a little too much. You can shift positions. I would encourage you to move deeper. Tuning to your breath. I promise your feet are not going to fall off. Shoulders back. Tune to your breath. Listen to your breath. If you are familiar with ujjayi, pranayama, begin to cultivate that breath for yourself. The sound of ujjayi is not uh, the sound that Darth Vader makes. (laughs) It is the sound of air moving through leaves. It is quiet water moving through pipes. A soft whisper that you can hear. Just a couple of more breaths here, everybody. Please inhale, come on to all fours. Open your eyes, turn your ankles around, spread your toes. Take a downward facing dog for me. Stretch the toes as best as you can into the ground and lengthen back. Beautiful. Please come down onto your hands and your knees. We're going to do a supported back bend now. And I'm going to give you options depending upon how deep you would like to go today. So um, we're going to use... I think the first thing we're going to use are going to be two blocks, simply because I think we have a lot of those around, and um, we are going to place them. One of them's going to go underneath your heart, and the other one's going to go into the back of your head, okay? So go ahead and watch first before you do. You generally set them apart. Generally speaking, it's about a foot or so from one another and you sit in front of it. You allow yourself to just lay back and one of them goes right underneath the shoulder blades and the other one goes right by your head. So you reach back and you place it right to the back of your head. Now, generally speaking, if your chin is like this and your shoulders are up, that's not very good. So if your chest is not as open, you can make this even taller and use it in the highest so that the skin of the forehead is moving more down and the chin is moving more down towards the heart. This has a direct effect on the way that your brain starts to engage. The minute you're like this, there's no way you're gonna relax and it's not good for you anyway. So, (laughs) let's try it like that first. Now, one of the reasons that I, and I'm just gonna offer this out to those of you who would like to do this, I'm not going to teach it. You can do this pose just like I showed you with your legs straight, Or you can do it in Virasana. If you want to put your legs in Virasana and you know what that is, hero pose, and you're comfortable in doing that, please feel free to do that. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, then don't do it. (laughs) Good. So take that one a little bit higher up. This one goes up, yeah. And I'm going to walk around, guys, to help you guys a little bit more. Travis, lift this one up. This one goes up a little bit higher notch like that. And it goes right towards the back of your heart. <laughs> Please turn the palms of your hands up. sit on your butt first for me, and it's a little bit harder, and let's set this up like that, and that'll be a little bit easier. There you go. Now go ahead and move back. That's it. There you Keep your butt on the ground. Keep your butt on the ground. There you go. That's (laughs) it. Take a nice, big, deep breath and let your side body become longer. So from the tops of your hips all the way up to your armpits, lengthen. And then as you exhale, curl the bottom tips of your shoulder blades in and allow the upper arms to externally rotate a little bit more, which means that it's kind of like you're rolling them in so that your thumbs can now reach towards the floor a little bit more. Uh Uh-huh, like that. Once you did that, keep the fullness of the upper body, but let the lower body start to soften a little bit more. Regardless of whether your legs are in virasana or whether they are just straight in front of you, let your inner groins, your inner thighs, soften towards the ground a little bit more fully. If at any time you start to feel that your lower back is starting to feel a little uncomfortable, you are more than welcome to bend your legs and have the soles of the feet on the floor. Soften your eyes and your jaw. With your next inhale, you slowly start to wake your body from this position, so unless you are in Virasana, bend your legs and have the soles of the feet on the ground. If you are in Virasana, please allow yourself the most sweet and graceful way to push yourself up forward to come out of that pose and those of you who have your the soles of the feet on the ground you have two options. You can either roll to your side or press down through the feet and come up to a seated position forward. There's really no real graceful way to exit out of this pose. Please remove the block, put it out to the sides for me. Oh my god! Go ahead and lay on your backs for a moment so that you Enjoy what it feels like to not have blocks sticking at you from behind, <laughs> and just let your body relax there for a few seconds. And then very sweetly you're going to roll over to your right side and you're going to do child's pose facing towards the back wall. So you're simply going to turn over, take your big toes together, widen your knees apart and do a sweet forward bend. Please come all the way back up. Our second little restorative pose is just going to be our, the lovely Supta Baddha Konasana. And you can, uh, depending upon what is available, you can use either bolsters or you can use blankets. And I'll show you the way that I like to do it. So I'm going to use a bolster. And may I borrow a blanket from you please? Generally. You could do it, these are really long, so this is kind of nice. Since they are sort of longish, I like to roll this one up, and then you can take that and wrap it around your feet. You can unroll it more, it's probably not, once it's longer it's better, and you can roll back here, it's not long enough yet, so you can actually do it like this, and you can roll it up here. So. You can wrap it around your legs, your ankles. Go ahead and lean back so that you have a little support back there. And do make sure that the bolster is to the back of your head, once again not letting it drop back so that your chin is lifted up towards the sky. Now if you do not have a bolster, see how um, you can stack actually both of these, two of these wonderful blankets together and have that be your bolster. That's perfectly fine. Go ahead and take your, your feet are together, like yeah, your feet are together, soles of the feet together, and they won't stay together when your legs flop open, <laughs> but we try. Yeah, it's very. Lift your head up. Lift your head up. Just fall on my hands. Go ahead and let yourself fall on my hands. At the base of your spine lies the root of your actions. And it's always informed by the opening of your heart and by your willingness to really look to see if those two line up. In this pose, you deepen the well, the spring of action of the pelvis as it dips downward, as it softens to the earth, as it becomes more grounded. And yet, from that groundedness rises up this wonderful opening of the heart. So there's a stimulation to the front part of your chest, which in turn creates a deeper sensitivity to the meaning inside it. Can you begin to see the connection between both? Can you allow your upper body to open up and at the same time let your seat your seat of power, your seat of action, your seat of attention, to soften, to let go. If you are really comfortable in this position, if you find that you'll be able to further let go and find a, a deeper place of relaxation and commitment, please feel free to stay here. If you would like to shift into Shavasana, into the full Shavasana, please roll to your right side. Come on up, take a seat, remove all of your props out of the way and go ahead and lay on your backs. So you choose, you make your transition. You can stay in Supta Baddha Konasana for the rest of the class or you can shift mindfully and sweetly into your last pose. begin to deepen your breath. Your outer body, your skin is like a sponge and the breath becomes liquid gold that fills you from the inside out. Very carefully, please take your time as you roll to your right side. And I would offer to you to pause on your right side in a little fetal position for a moment, even letting your body become heavy and grounded. gracefully come up to a nice tall seat. Place your hands onto your thighs and sit up tall. Notice how you feel, and also notice the different level of energy of prana has built inside of your body, the richness of the lights behind your eyes, and your deeper sensitivity to even the room and each other, even with your eyes closed. your hands to your heart through efficient use of time and a deep focused quality of attention a dharana a one pointed concentration we were able to power up the things that mean something to us and to tune into the power of the heart more effectively so that we may always remember that as we live through our days as it's always available to us. May we use each tool always for good. Let's chant one Om together everybody. Take a deep breath in. Thank you all so much. Namaste.